finally back and race week's finally back after a two-week break shout out russia gp um yeah it, it feels good to be talking about some racing this week and actually seeing twitter come alive but uh chris how we feeling dude we got the singapore gp yeah i'm excited for the singapore sunday at singapore gp sunday at <laughs> singapore the sassy sassy chassis I, I, don't, I don't know dude i'm trying to do the command <laughs> shit right now no yeah i'm super excited i mean we we kind of pretty much took two weeks off also with the break and it was much needed got it yeah we raced go-karts and that was fun dude yeah chris came into town we raced go-karts he had his nice little engagement party congratulations to the boy uh Thanks, i sir. was moving house it was it was it was a busy it was a busy last couple of weeks, I'm not going to lie. But, I mean, hey, it was supposed to be the Russian GP. You know, we we all know what happened there. I'm not even going to touch on it. But we had a two-week break, and now we're in Singapore this weekend. And with stuff being kind of quiet, and, like, now, I mean, everybody really knows all the stuff that's been out. But, yeah, it's, it's, it's just an exciting week to have racing back. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I, the, I, I got to say I'm a little bummed that my GoPro footage didn't turn out right. I know, the, dude. For the race, but I didn't have the, the right equipment with me. So maybe next time we'll get a good video of the Lockup Podcast boys uh, thrown down on the track. I got to say Tyler was the faster of us, but hey, there's always next time. Hey, just know that the Lockup was 1-2 all weekend. 1-2, just, brother. Just one, know two. we were locking out the grid, whatever it took. We, but, had, we had the two fastest times of the day. So We did. We actually did. And name a better duo, I bet you fucking can't. Okay? Well, <laughs> but, uh, man, I, I guess we can really just kick off what we know for sure this week, and we'll get into some race predictions and talk about some qualifying and shit like that. But, I mean, I guess we can just go ahead and get the elephant out of the room. Lewis Hamilton, three-year three year contract at no, his no, age. No, 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 no. We got, what? I got trolled on that one. I got baited. No. Oh, I see that. I said, I said on the notes. <laughs> it, was a, it was a Twitter account. <laughs> well, so this is actually we really got baited too. Got yeah, so there was a Twitter account that was posting stuff from 2012, and that was when uh, Lewis signed his three-year deal with Mercedes. Oh, that's so, – yeah. Oh, man. I saw the, the oh. two at the end and thought it was 2022. I was like – Jeez, yeah, I, I was just, already. I didn't know he was already going for three. I mean, yeah, man, you literally say it right here in the notes, bro. I, I started at the top. I see it now that it's in the same freaking <laughs> column. I just got absolutely played and set up live on the show, but it was my own yeah. damn fault. <laughs> yeah, we got baited, but uh, the, the real the real elephant in the room here is that Jogwan used doing his uh, he resigned with Alpha. Romero. I mean. I, I understand. I, I'm sure he's had that contract signed for a while, but just the way Alfa Romeo was talking about it, it's like, I feel like it should have been a no-brainer. This is, honestly, since, what, 2018, when Charles Leclerc went to Alfa Romeo, then halfway through the season signed with Ferrari, and then Kimi Raikkonen was going back to Alfa Romeo. Like, I mean, that, that's been your best lineup since then, I think, because... In my opinion, Antonio Giovinazzi, yes, he's a good driver, but eh, he's is very, he? he's very, he's very Ocon esque to me. Look, <laughs> there's a reason why he's a reserve driver right now. Yeah, yeah, it's and and Joe's been 
I think he's been killer. Like he's had, he's definitely had some problems with a, the car uh, reliability of the car. And then B like he's a rookie. So he made some mistakes on the track, but I mean, we've seen him get points. We've seen him finish ahead of his teammates several times and his I teammates mean, yeah. a freaking veteran. The this last race, he's driver. finished 10th. He got a points finish. Yeah. He's got a couple points finished. He got points before Mick Schumacher did. I know, and you can't. We've played the rookie card time and time again. Now we we've given Max his leash, or not uh, not Max. We've given uh, Schumacher his leash, but you you're right in saying of you know he's gonna have to step up once in a while, which he is now. Which he's you know I I think Mick with the situation going on with Haas, he's just kind of caught in the middle of the crossfire of Haas don't really know really what they want to do with drivers right now now they've that they've become an attractive team again um and mick you know there's on besides haas there's only two other seats he can really go and both aren't really like awesome right now especially yeah, well, with the announcements of joe i i heard uh from Gun- gunther steiner was saying i didn't hear from him directly but yeah i, I was about to say you say, got him on speed dial bro or what, like, i got him on speed dial <laughs> you know, Houston boys, but uh, no, nah, he he's been uh, he said that he ha- they haven't talked with Mick Schumacher about him ju- staying with the team, but they're also saying that Mick hasn't reached out to them to talk about it either. So, I mean, yeah, maybe like, the yeah. feeling's mutual, but I guess like I don't know. I'm, I mean, I mean, maybe 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 you are right. Maybe Mick feels some type of way. But here here's the thing. I I feel like it's more so on the constructor, like. I mean, you don't. Yeah. You would expect them like you're. You're playing for a team, right? You know, a driver you wants to the, feel wanted. You expect your team to reach out and be like, "Hey, dude, like we like what you're doing. Let's you. You ready to talk about next year?" Not Mick. Hey, hey, guys, please. Can I have a new contract? Yeah, uh, we will see. Like, you think it, Lewis it's, Hamilton it's... goes to Mercedes and asks for a new contract? Hey, guys. So, just wondering about next year. Uh, am I still wearing the black jumpsuit? <laughs> like am I no, still he doesn't. The, best of all, the greatest of all time. Am I st- am I still the goat to y'all? It's like it's it. But no, you're right. You're, you're a driver now. I think it varies the situation on who needs to want more the most. But you're right with with mixed situation and with eighty percent of the other situations, it very much should be of, hey, you're a good driver. You know that. But we want you on this team. We want. It was McLaren when they signed Danny Rick, not when they fucking let him go. It, it's they genuinely wanted him. They genuinely wanted him two years before that, before Renault, and it just didn't work out. But like now, mm-hmm. now with you're right. If Mick has to go out and beg for a contract, or like Latifi is probably knocking on everyone's goddamn door to stay in F1, or like now- it, it's 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 really tough. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think there's a difference though between finding a spot in another team. I think that's where you might want to be the proactive one doing that. Like, you have a job, you expect your You're job right. likes you. They're gonna give you a raise or promotion or whatever they do. And and if you're not happy with your job, then you go and look for another one. So if you're going to look for another team, then that's on the driver to go and look for that team. But if you're, you know, putting up results for your team, like. That's up for your team to start the conversation, you know? Do we know the 
I get no, we definitely don't know this. I was gonna say it'd be interesting after this podcast. I think I'm gonna go look up the agents of some of these drivers and see if they share agents and see if I notice like a pattern and what what they like, like what all their contracts look like or how how they go about either staying with teams or changing teams. I'm I'd be interested to see that because if it's anything like other sports and agencies and representing other people, like you can definitely tell what agents are out there for like they go where the money goes or they go where the loyalty goes they go where the you know mm-hmm. because Haas could be like oh yeah we'll pay you good money but it's only going to be for one year and it's going to be year to year basis basically and you're going to be there's no like real job security or you can go with the loyalty route and go hey ask Martin give me a three year deal like uh, Fernando Alonso and give him opt-outs out of each one and pay him whatever he wants. Give him job security for the next three years on his terms. But like maybe the final payout number isn't as big as the one-to-one years you would get a Haas or something. You know what I mean? Like it, yeah. there's differences of like, you know, is Mick valuing the loyalty that, that he wants to see out of Haas way more than he is a paycheck at another team or a paycheck uh, or like the job security of like, hey, you can come race over here and we want you for the year and we'll give you this bag, but I know you're looking for two or I know you're looking for three or I don't know. I also don't think Mick's in that position to look for multi-year contracts. I think he is very much a year-to-year driver right now. Really? Uh, yeah, I mean, like, I know he's not do like I know him and Magnuson are basically on the same page, but I almost feel like that about Magnuson. I literally think the dime stops at like, you know, guys like Sergio that wants more than one year. He wants like two or three, or guys like Carlos Sainz or Lando Norris, which he already inked his deal, so he's off the grid. Like, it's like, you know, your I mean, BBs. I guess- like I mean, look. I think it depends on what team you're going to. Like, you, if you're Nick, you don't. Fair. You're not going to go to like Ferrari or someone and do a multi-year deal. Like, you're you'd be uh, if you go to Williams, you can definitely lock in a multi-year deal. I mean, true. Yeah, you're right. But that's the thing. If he wants to stay at Haas, because until Williams can like actually prove like trust me they're they're proving it with they proved it with DeFreeze but that was you know he had some starting help he got he was way <laughs> up the grid so i i, I will tweet. give i will give him that i saw Go this tweet it. and it said uh what if the Williams car is actually is actually good and Nick DeFreeze is is like the best driver ever and, or something like that and they're like uh what's his name uh and Alvin's not as good as we all thought. And I'm like, uh, I mean, uh, I don't know if what I'm if, man. That, but like, <laughs> it, it is, it is a what if. But I will say this: DeFreeze and Alvin together, just like I would have been stoked if some weird thing happened of if Albon found himself on McLaren and it was Lando and Albon. I, that's just as an exciting pair to me. But if Nick DeFreeze and if you can trade in old Nicky for a new Nicky. It, like it, it's it's it it would be super sick to watch Alvin and DeFreeze actually like battle out because I think on any given weekend either can out qualify each other so like that that would actually be an exciting Williams team I, I would I would bank on seeing and Alvin gets that job security too he signed a two year I think so this is one year and he's there for another year and I'm pretty sure he has an opt out year so that 
you could have two good years for Williams, and they could really prove themselves like next year. Because I'm chalking this year. And and honestly, I've been I said this last time. I feel like uh, the Williams car they've done something right by having the absolute fastest car, and it shows that the team's like moving yeah. in, a, in a direction. Or you know, it might not be the perfect direction. Like they have their flaws in the car, but. They at least nailed one section like better than everyone else. No, I agree with you. They they picked something they wanted to do. Hey, I want to make the fastest car in a straight line. And they achieved that goal. So now all you got to do, since you figured that out this year, and now you know the regulation changes aren't changing, and you can virtually take this car into next year with all your data, all your it's brand new car, all that. Now that you've got that down, move on to, I would what would you go to next aerodynamics or durability uh i mean they definitely have a bit of a durability and reliability problem but i feel like uh they can keep their top speed keep that design going and just work on ways to add on like maybe medium speed corners you know high speed yeah. cornering ability and just stick to where your, your strengths are. I would I take, I would go. take chicanes. Now anything to aid you in chicanes next. I like that. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. But you, yeah, like you, you know, you're not going for a high downforce design. So I wouldn't be trying to compete at like, you see how Red Bull and Ferrari kind of have their own respective parts of the track that they're faster at. Yeah. You just have to maintain that uh, design mentality. I feel like. No, I mean, yeah, uh, it, they if they could if they could really do that and figure a little bit more out even this next year and say they do have Albon and DeFreeze, they would actually be building something pretty special over there. And they would, uh, if my, you know, depending on what Haas decides to do, which I do hope they re-sign Schumacher, but like, I don't know, it's. I don't know. I don't know. I, I want Kevin Magnuson in, in F1 too, but like, I, I feel like Haas, they, they had the shakeup in the off season with sponsors and lineups and blah, 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 all that. Right. But like, they need a shake, like they need a big shakeup of a driver. I, if I want, I want to see Schumacher paired with like someone w- like noticeably better than him to, I to, gotta get, say, to get someone. Yeah. Pushing him. I want to say like, you know, Mick and Danny Ricardo would be a perfect, perfect situation. I mean, right there. like, uh, and I hate that. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, you're. You, I think you said it a couple episodes ago. I think Magnuson should be where Mick is, and Mick should be the re-signee right off rip. Yeah, yeah, I think they definitely jumped the gun re-signing Magnuson, in my opinion. Yeah, and you're right. A fucking like Ricardo and. Schumacher would actually be really cool, and that would be a shakeup for Gunther, a shakeup for Haas. I mean, you're bringing sponsors, freaking Danny Rick. Everybody loves Danny Rick. Like we've seen, you can't pair Mick with a rookie because it didn't get anything. They didn't get anything out of that. You need to have a more experienced driver paired with him because he's a rookie as well. Yeah, like, you have like the, there was like zero compare. Like, what do you compare two rookies to when they're both on your team? Yeah, exactly. And and you saw immediately with when uh, you know Magnuson he had a great start to the year and I think that really you know pushed Mick to actually get points. I think if he wasn't there, he would have just been coasting and and had no pressure, no expectations. Yeah, I mean, and then like we have this freaking rumor coming out that in the same uh, 
you know that me i know you've seen the video of like uh f1 memes and people like it's like compilations of funny f1 moments or whatever when Hulkenberg came over to Magnuson in the middle of the interview and said, Hey mate, suck my balls, mate. Or Magnuson told Hulkenberg to suck his balls. And, <laughs> and like now apparently like there's rumors of Hulkenberg maybe being in the running for that Haas seat and having Magnuson and Nico on the same team. It's just not like a, it's not like something I'm like, Holy shit. We got to keep an eye on Haas next year. Magnus, bro, Magnuson is in, and Hulkenberg, out of his whole entire career, has even yet to sniff of F1 podium. Like, yeah, it, it's, you know, it, it's that like. That just feels like a step backwards for them, in my opinion. I, I, I That's what I'm saying. Like, I, I don't know. I, I think, I think they should have re-signed Schumacher, ditched Kevin, sorry, Kevin. And sign Danny Rick because he belongs in F1. But that's me being biased. But, like, I mean, hey. I think, I mean, they didn't know that Danny Rick was going to be up yeah. and available, I feel yeah. like. I You're guarantee right. they're definitely pissed right now that they didn't hold out a little bit. But, uh, you know, they got to deal with what, what they've done. So, they're going to have to accept that, I guess. Yeah, this flew under the radar a little bit, though. Uh, along with Nick DeFries, uh Logan Sargent. What's uh? What do you think his chances are? Um, I think they're less likely than Nick, but apparently I've been uh, I've heard that Williams is looking to Nick DeFries and maybe even Logan Sargent. So interesting. I'm here for that. You know, personally, I I want to see the American driving. But oh no, yeah. I mean, just to be straight up biased, it'd be super cool for an American driver in a predominantly like. What what would you say European? Uh, I mean, it's mainly European. Yeah, it's all European. Yeah, all European drivers. Yeah, basically. Yeah, you're right. Basically, all European drivers. But it's like that. That would be cool as hell. I give me a Dodge F1 team. That'd be cool as hell too. But yeah, we've been saying that for a minute too. Dude, that like it'd be it'd be it'd be super dope. But I mean, like you're right though. I I, I think the clear cut signee is nick defreeze i don't think you go with anyone else i think that's that's well, a person that obviously proved hear me out on this one okay is that is that really the obvious answer because nick defreeze is 27 okay logan's 21 that's fair but like you know fair but williams have done the young driver thing for like ever like i mean it, it would just be like I don't. I don't know. I just don't think they're George Russell. Like the dude did three years in Mercedes training camp, basically, and then mm-hmm. got. He was just cherry picked at the perfect time because Lewis Hamilton needed a new duo. Valtteri wanted to be the leader on another team. Who's the obvious thing? Oh, let's get Mister George Russell. Like, yeah. So you uh, think that if they get another young driver, it's more likely that he ends up leaving the team? Yeah, they're just going to develop them just to go to another mundane team, whereas they get Nick DeFreeze, and they actually make steps of, like you said earlier, they they got the straight line speed right. So Mm -hmm. imagine if they got just one other thing right while still seeing the finish line because they're still – they're pretty reliable already. So it's like – Yeah, the Mercedes power units. Yeah. 
there's no, there's literally no complaints. And it's like, it's, I, I don't know. I, I just feel like their, their ceiling is really, yes. Is Williams floor really low? Yeah. It, their floor is pretty low for where they, where they could operate, but what they've shown with this year, their ceiling could be very high with an actual competent driver lineup of we have Alex Albon because he's Alex is still on the younger side and then he is yeah and then you have Nick DeFries but they're both driving like they are championship leaders and actually are out qualifying each other we we already seen that Nicholas TV doesn't do freaking anything and then like yeah we could do the other you know let's get this young driver. Let's literally just let him learn in our car and go succeed somewhere else. I think Williams wants some of that success back. They're tired of being the training grounds of other, mm-hmm. other like well-accomplished drivers. Like the highlight of their career is them moving on from Williams. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, like it's, it's, I think they're kind of done with that. <laughs> I feel you. Yeah, no, I think that, you know, when you put it that way, I have to agree. I mean, I think, there's a benefit of having a younger guy because he's got more room to grow. But like you said, with that room to grow means they're going to grow into a new team. That's exactly. better. So. There, there is no like their growth, their little segment of evolving into growing into what they want to be literally starts with leaving their team. Like yeah. it's, it's, <laughs> it, it gets old after a while. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. And then I guess, so we talked a little bit about, they have one seat open. We talked a little bit about Williams. They have one seat open. I mean, we might as well talk about Alpine. Like, they still have their seat open, and they can't get over what happened to them. Yeah, and what what's what's bad about that whole thing is one, like you said, they're they're still talking about it and bringing it up as if it's like brand new news. Okay, it's time to get your closure. He's already like mentally left your team, so it go ahead and accept it now. Now you have to figure out who the hell's gonna take your seat. And as of right now nobody in that camp even can tell you confidently who the top five are like let alone 10 it's funny because it seems like every week there's a new driver that's vying in the competition for that's what i'm saying or i guess lack of competition because they still haven't got someone and when this first started we thought it was going to be a direct one for one piastri going to mclaren danny rick going to alpine boom problem solved like it, literally the the thing being said those whole 48 hours of all that stuff coming out was oh yeah it's going to be a one for one now we're we went down the line of all the available ones that are competent and now we're going into the realm of possibilities of we could see the first female driver on the grid with Chadwick like it's like they're considering freaking everyone they're literally considering freaking everyone under the sun right now. Sure, there's about, some clear front runners, but I mean, they thought about Pierre Gasly. They've thought about Mick. Apparently, they've thought about Danny Rick. Apparently, they've thought about Nick DeVries. Apparently, like, yeah, they, it seems like every week there's a new guy in the running. I'm telling you, man. And who leads their team, brother? Omar. I he doesn't yeah. know a damn thing. I'm standing and dying on that hill. He is he is rank F on my tier list of team principles. Get him out of F one, uh, dude. Like, I just and sure, sure. 
I, I understand like Ocon sitting there. It's an all French team. It would be cool if Gasly went there. You'd have an all French lineup on an all French team, and that you know, I think Gasly and Ocon would be pretty pretty decent. You know, maybe Ocon wouldn't be fucking midcon anymore, but like it, it's like what do you? <laughs> I, I don't know, dude. They did they one they got finessed ultra hard about about all of this and then two they have freaking omar not even knowing what to do and then i don't know dude shit shit is just super backwards over there at the alpine camp i will say it would be cool if they did get the first female driver in f1 dude it'd be awesome it would save all their publicity of i we went through all through that obviously i'm not listen i before (laughs) i'm not saying they would just sign a female driver for publicity because she's badass. I'm gonna go ahead on record say that she is badass. I well, I actually got to like physically watch some of her races now. Dude, Chadwick, she can hold her own for sure, and I would love to see her in F1. But the amount of shit that's gone thrown on Alpine, that'd be the coolest headline ever to see her debut her Formula One career with Alpine. I think that'd be cool. Yeah. For sure. And I think, you know, honestly, I never thought about it this way, but it seems like F1 and racing in general is a sport where, like, men and women can equally compete. Like, there's not really, like, I a mean, yeah. major advantage, honestly. No, you're in you're in machinery, and it, the advantage is, equal is your machinery. team better. Yeah, it's, uh, I'm going to throw up the big quotes, equal machinery. But Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> depending on where you're at. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, if that team's got that price tag, you know, you ain't going to be an equal machinery. But, uh, <laughs> no, nah, I mean, well, the last three son before we actually move into Singapore, uh, Yuki, he announces, re- yay, Yuki. I don't know, man. That just yay, feels Yuki. like, yeah, I know. It's like, it's like, sweet, we got Yuki. We're, are we still, like, are we, are we riding with Pierre? Or, like, the situation's weird still with AlphaTauri. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think they're sticking with Yuki and Pierre and just riding it out. I mean, I don't know. It seems like I guess they are at the, they're just at the mercy of Helmet Marco. So, yeah. And, yeah. I mean, honestly, Alpha Romeo, or I mean, not Alpha Romeo, Alpha Tari, they're one of the teams I'm the least excited about. They might be my, like, the team I dislike the most. They literally have become so forgetful. It's weird. I understand what you're trying to say. It's like, like it's really weird. Sure, you guys are better than Williams and you know a handful of other teams, but like, I care for Williams more. Like, I'm more invested in their story than Alpha AlphaTauri. You know. I mean, what it like? I I mean, Esteban Ocon's been mid all year, but I think the middest team all year has been AlphaTauri. I I think literally everything about them has screamed. Doing just enough to get by, but like not nearly anything to for anyone to really care that you're on the grid right now. You had you had a couple DNFs this year. Your your teammates constantly race against each other, but in a bad way. Yuki's fiery every other weekend, you know, crying and just panicking and yelling at the slightest bit of inconveniences. Like it, it's it's weird. It's a it's a weird culture at Alp uh, not Alpine freaking AlphaTauri right now, 
it, it's I don't know. It, it's just odd. Very, yeah, very, think, very mid. I think we should make it a constructors tier list soon. Like this is just tough. speaking that one to me. Especially three quarters away of the season. Yeah, let's do that event uh, like one of these weeks coming up. But yeah, I think that's most of the news that that we've seen. Uh, but. Let's let's jump right in, dude. We got we got Singapore coming up this week. Yeah, we have Singapore Are you excited? coming up off a two week break. Uh, yeah, it actually gives me a freaking Sunday to look forward to. Now that we got football and racing on the same day, I'm stoked for that. By the way, literally oh, yeah. start start the morning with racing and then, you know, keep it going with shit talking all of our friends and fantasy football. Like, so, how long are you going to be sitting in front of your TV come this Sunday? Because we got. We got F1, and I think that rolls right in. That should finish, and maybe you got time to eat a little breakfast. And then you got your first NFL game, and then after that game's over, there's another game. second NFL game. Over, game. There's another game. It's, I was about to say, like, uh, Sunday's going to be uh, – it's going to be the first weekend I haven't had to move anything either. It is going to be a vibe fest. Nice. It, it is really going to be awesome. But, nah, being in oh. Singapore after this and, long, bro. And, and, and. We're playing each other in fantasy football this week. Oh, so we are. To lose. We are. The Lockup Podcast is pinned against each other once again, and we are playing fantasy football. And I just want to say, if this is in Dynasty or Redraft. It's not. It's in the Redraft. If it's league. in Redraft, I'm 3-0, and so bring it. Well, I'm 2-1, and one and my team's better than yours, so. Yeah, well, nana nana boo boo. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> but, but uh, no, we're both about to be three and one after this week. But oh, enough of that. <laughs> uh, no, Singapore. I believe the last time we went to Singapore was 2019. Yeah, it's been like three years, I believe. And you want to know who the last yeah. winner in Singapore was? Hit me with it. Sebastian Vettel, the goat. Yes. Yeah, yes, no, sir. like, but we're back in Singapore. You know, we all know what happened the last two years, COVID shit. But like, it's it, it's good to be back. And now I'm pretty sure actually it's a night race. If I'm not if I'm not a mistaken, Singapore always been a night. It is, yeah, and it's also right smack dab in the middle of monsoon season. Oh, so, Lancey Stroll, is he gonna surprise? I don't think so. Yeah, no, he's not. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's going to be a wet race. Oh, it's it's got to be. It, it, if we're smack dab in the middle of monsoon season and all this is happening, yeah, it, it, it's already looking like it's going to rain this weekend too. So, I mean, I, I'll, I'll, be, heard, I'll be keen to see this. I haven't seen every race here, but I've heard that it's basically destined to have a safety car. I mean, yeah, isn't Singapore pretty high up there on like the pretty dangerous tracks of all time or something like that? But like, Dan- think- it's really good, but it's pretty dangerous. It's basic. It's it's like a a little bit more open city circuit. Yeah, and I I think I, I heard that it first debuted in two thousand eight. I want to say, and oh, damn. every year is had a safety car. Oh uh, yeah, if that if that's the stat, then of course there's going to be a safety car. And you have to think about it. Gotifi's on his farewell tour, so he's about to leave his mark. Oh no! <laughs> like, no, you didn't, <laughs> dude. Like uh, I'm telling you, if, if that's the stat, and there's been a safety car ever since then, since 2018, and what 10 years just or 2008 to 2018, that's 10 years, 19. 
11, 12, 13, 14 years. Like that, like that, that would actually be kind of dope. But like, yeah. So I guess you're, you're predicting here that Latifi is going to cause a safety car. I mean, if it's raining, it'll, it'll either be Latifi, Stroll, Mick, or like, I don't know, maybe, uh, I don't know, maybe a Ferrari. Maybe a Ferrari. I like. Ooh. I hate to say it, dude. It's been too. Hopefully, like I. I hope teams hit a hard reset right now because we are very much in the home stretch. So it's mm-hmm. like Ferrari need to do something because we've all seen the memes. Max Verstappen is about to beat Ferrari by himself. Like, Jeez. literally by himself with his points total. So yeah. Like what? What? What's the plan here? What? What do they plan on doing? <laughs> you know what? I think uh, first I, w- I want to go back to that. I I do see that Ferrari causing a safety car could be a likely scenario, and it sucks to say that. But I think uh, I'm ready to just jump into my race predictions. I think Leclerc is winning the race. And we have the boy in red winning the race. You know what? Just because we had this break because we were supposed to have another race and we didn't. As much as I want to see it, I'm gonna go ahead and agree with you. I I, I do, He's think, due, man. I, I He's do think Leclerc is is he needs to show he needs it to build his confidence back for the rest of the season just to salvage what he can. But he's due for a win. I, I think you know slight inconveniences happen to Max. You know maybe he has a bad qualifying. Maybe he has you know something happens in the race. Maybe Max himself causes a safety car. But like unlikely. Uh, Oh, it is unlikely, but all right. I I like I I want to hear your next two, and then I'm gonna wait to hear yours, and then I'll compare because I think I okay. got mine. Yeah, I'm gonna go number one, Leclerc. Number two, Max, and then third place. I'm gonna have to say George Russell. Man, Mister Consistent. Um, okay, okay. I like it. I like it. I Actually, like George at third. No, yeah. Yep, I'm, I'm sticking with it. I can't change my mind now. Sorry. <laughs> I can't so Max at second or first is always safe. I'm always going to say that, and I think everybody should already know that that's probably the safest bet you can make on, and, on and, any and, of these and. races. If it's a rain, if it rains during the race, Max is definitely top five, one of the best drivers in the in the wet. So yeah, no, you're right. You're right. You're correct. Now. The Leclerc one, I want him to win. Do I find it realistic? You know, sixty percent realistic. I think I think he could win. I think he definitely could win. He's very capable of doing it. It's just literally all of his wins, damn near. I'm not gonna say all of them are his team's fault because some of them are his fault, but all of his wins gotten potential wins gotten stripped away because of just something that happens. But I like Leclerc. I don't have Max on my podium this weekend. What? Say what? And I know we just got done talking about how the safest thing is the Big Macs and blah, 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 blah. I do not have him on the podium this weekend. I have George Russell second. I have Leclerc first. Mm -hmm. And I have Mr. Lewis Hamilton third. Second and third for Mercedes. Leclerc is going to get first. Something unfortunate. We haven't had this in a little bit. We're due for a Red Bull unfortunate event. I don't know what it's going to be. 
but we're due for a Red Bull unfortunate event because I don't know if you've seen it. Max has been getting complacent. He's partying. He's he's up in these clubs. He was with Canelo, freaking raising up the belt and everything. Like fire, no, dude, fire. Yeah, fire pick. By the way, I'm not gonna lie. So you th- you think he's on his Johnny Manziel shit right now? Not that, oh boy. Not that bad. That, that is a whole <laughs> other can of worms. Not that bad, but. I, and you know what? And me saying Red Bull's complacent, it, it's not the truth either. But like we called the last one, I think we are due for some sort of unfortunate event to happen to a Red Bull car. And I just think it's going to be Max's this weekend. And if I call it, I'm FaceTiming you immediately. And I'm just going to be like, what I tell you, brother? Like, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll let you have this one because I'm not going to back that one. I Because I'm not going to back that. I think he's just that guy, and he can go party all he wants. Yeah, so, you're right. You're probably right. He's a rock star, man. But that would be pretty wild to see. I mean, it's not out of the realm of possibilities because even after they fix the main reliability issues, like we've seen Checo's car have some problems during the season. So, yeah, I mean that, that's what I'm saying. I we we've seen his his have some problems, you know, this that and the other. And I I just think with with the with the engine penalties they've taken the last couple of races just to get new PUs. And obviously that's just standard procedure, but, uh, kind of sucks, I, I guess. I, I, I don't know. No, it's not, it's, it's uh, <laughs> but I, I don't know, man. I just, I think there's just going to be, I, I can't tell you confidently what car I just think it's going to be Max's, but it, it's, I we're due for a Red Bull unfortunate event it, it, from, a freaking sensor failing or a tire not screwed on right, which uh, their their pit stop crew is class, so I don't think that's going to be it. But something. It's going to be something, in, in okay. my opinion. Well, you guys heard it here first. The only man betting against Max Verstappen. Yeah, literally probably the only man on earth betting against Max Verstappen. So, I mean, <laughs> Singapore, man, I'm excited. I'm excited to be back. I'm excited to get this going. Uh, we're gonna have a clip sky. I I finally found one on Fiverr, so that's cool. Um, Ooh. yeah. So uh, yeah. I mean, you excited for this weekend? I'm very excited. I'm I'm looking forward to Sunday very much. So, and I'm gonna try to catch uh, practice and stuff on Friday, and maybe quality on Saturday. Oh depends. no, yeah. I'm gonna be watching at my desk at work now. Now that I've got a desk, it's freaking Ooh. awesome. But yeah, guys, uh, episode 38, Lockup Podcast. It's good to be back. Uh, next week, we will have video. I'm going to have good lighting. I know we said that the week before, but when <laughs> we come back, actually, it'll be this Sunday. This Sunday, when we do the podcast for the race uh, recap, I will have a camera and I will have good lighting now that I'm all situated and have my own room and desk now. So be on the lookout for that. Uh, follow us on Twitter at tlupf1 instagram for your short stories and clips tlup.f1 all lowercase uh obviously this is going up on youtube anchor fm you you know check that out anchor anchor fm.com or no anchor.fm forward slash the lockup podcast and uh yeah everything will be in the description and chris any final words my guy uh no, we, you're going to lose in fantasy football, and my predictions are going to be right. So 
Yep. Just really like that this week. Well, tune in next week to fucking find out that. See you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Later.